everybody. Welcome to the final episode of Innovation Crush. Innovation Crush. Not the not the official final episode. I think that's we got a long just, time coming before that. Just but the one with me. Yes, just the final Robert Donez Jr. Aww. Aww. You guys want to say aww? Aww. We've invited some of the crew in here to come and, and send you off. Crew love. We were supposed to have some champagne, but uh, instead I got, I got Mount, Mountain Dew. Our, our, our wonderful sponsors. Um, all right, worst sponsor us. I, I need to hear horrible Robert stories before we. Uh, Not applicable. Best case scenario with this job, you get to sit next to Robert. Worst case scenario, he leaves one day, which is <laughs> Friday the thirteenth. Oh, it is. Yes. See, it's bad scary. luck. I know, man. You should you should have waited till Monday. Yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like he'll be back. Like I can't I can't imagine life without him. And uh, not, not if I have anything to do with it. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna let him leave. I mean. Yeah. Um, did, did you actually prepare questions or anything, Chris? I, I, yes. Off top. I'm always prepared. I'm always. <laughs> so let me write some, down some Who, Whose quote was it? Yeah. Like, if you're always prepared, you're never no. something. If you are always ready, you don't have to get ready. Yes. Gets with gets. the. You don't have to get ready if you're always gets. ready. That's true. All right, so um, so that the Innovation Crush listeners, all seven of them, uh, know who else has joined us in the room, why don't you guys introduce yourselves relatively quickly? Uh, deferring to Bree. Hi, I'm Brianna Collier. I started this at the same time as Robert. Coincidentally, he started a week earlier because I couldn't move fast enough, and so he basically taught me everything I know about digital media. One week up on you and taught you everything you know. <laughs> I think, well, it's just kind of about I mean, they, they hired us at the same time, right? Yes. But he had a lot of experience, and I was probably just really enthusiastic, so he made a really great team. And I, you're still I enthusiastic, it seems. I am. I'm very enthusiastic. I'm a little bit down today because Robert's leaving, of course, but that's to be expected. I don't, I don't see any tears forming yet. Well, if you'd like to send me flowers on Monday, I mean, I'll probably be really sad then. Okay. No, so I'll, just, I'll, I'll keep that in yeah. mind. Uh, yeah, I'm Colin Kennedy. Uh, Captain Colin. Yeah, Captain Colin, as Chris called me earlier. He's also presidential. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. It's a lot. Captain, <laughs> president. Yeah, you know, the last name it certainly has some benefits. But, uh, yeah, I've been working with Robert for exactly a year, year oh. and two days now. Uh Really sad to see him go, but he's you're leaving me a lot. on your anniversary date almost, almost, almost two years, huh? Dos equis, dos equis. Um, so you know, funny enough, you actually had an idea for a show earlier, Robert, um, about bringing in some some youth and talking a little bit about marketing and brand and all that stuff. So as your send off, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna open the floor. Like what? So when you say you've learned from Robert in terms of marketing and digital strategy, um, what has this schmo um, handed down to you that you you find a value? Like what's a, what's a key learning? I think one of the most important things Robert's taught me is to find brand synergies and strategic partnerships. Um, always be thinking ahead and outside of the box and ways to um, co-brand. I think that that's something that you can't really be taught by you know. Uh, Anybody, really. <laughs> um, I didn't teach her anything. I know. I, I've, I've never heard any of those words ever come from your mouth. <laughs> uh, mine's, a little, mine's a little different. Uh, not necessarily just with marketing, but I think Robert's taught me a lot about design, like visual graphic design, which has really helped me out as far as my clients. Uh, just making really good images has really helped out a lot and just shortening everything. Yeah. Uh, Robert's been really good about like kind of teaching me like less is more and... Um, 
Yeah, because I don't have a mar- I don't have a background in marketing, so Robert's been really really gracious and very patient with me. So when you say shortening, like what, like a catchphrase or a, yeah, like a, copy and just okay. like you know, not you don't need to put every piece of information in uh, in a post. Because when you say shortening, I was thinking like Crisco, oh. <laughs> fried chicken, which is also on its way for you. Mm, I love fried chicken, um, but Robert, it's from Dinah's. Oh. Dinah's across the street. An extra plug. World famous Dinah's. Dinah's. Catch their Groupons. Um, (laughs) What have you learned, Robert, Uh from your team here? Who has great... uh, I love that none of this is planned at all. Um, (laughs) What have you learned from your team? Like, I think when you teach people things, right? Like, or there's just that exchange. Like, you always get to... Oh, I just said that. It makes a lot of sense. But like, or is there anything like even more tangible that you you picked up from, from being here? I don't know. Uh, I'd probably say maybe learning a lot about myself uh, and like just the fact that you know I could help other people and kind of like you know it's it's interesting to hear like Bree and Colin talk about like what I've helped them learn or do because like to me it's kind of natural you know like right. if someone has a question you just kind of answer it you know if you know information it's like you just share it. And uh, I think I was actually talking to Colin about this, like, one of the things that I've kind of picked up on is, like, to me, I kind of tell people a lot of, like, not necessarily trade secrets, but, you know, like, ways to do things and kind of thought processes and methodologies and things like that. And the reason why I'm kind of, like, really open about that is because I don't really care that they're, like, trade secrets or, you know, like, typical things because I feel like no one can think like you. Yeah. And, like, I think that people should be a little more confident about like you know things they can accomplish and what they bring to the table just as a person and not necessarily like technical skills or hard skills and things you've learned but like applying your personality to like your work and and just things like that and i don't know that's pretty no that's that's, that's actually awesome hmm. were you gonna say something you look like you're about to say something Kyle. no this is really interesting what robert, was saying. <laughs> <laughs> robert. No. Literally taught us all of the industry um, information. When I started here, I was right out of college, business marketing degree, and worked in retail. I had no idea what a meme was. I didn't know what copy was. Robert even told me, okay, you know, if your boss sends you something in an email, that's what you do first. Don't, you know, stop doing your project. I mean, it was everything, right? Manage up is what they Yeah, exactly. Um, And then to that point, though, I think, because you guys are peers, you know, per se, What's different from learning from a coworker that you work side by side with than like a boss, right? Or you know, somebody somebody that you directly serve at the company. Like, is it like when you talk about trade secrets? Sometimes you like run into hurdles where if somebody won't tell you the rhyme and the reason behind it. They'll just tell you to do it. And then, um, so what's what's the I don't know what's like a key differentiator for you guys to like learn from a peer versus you know somebody higher or lower up the up the ladder. Um, I would probably say, and this isn't like specific to obviously like where we work now. But uh, with a boss, you owe, it's always yes. Like that's the way which I look at how I work with with my boss. So right. whatever they want to do, I'll do it. But if I, I feel like I can have discussions with my coworkers and kind of figure out like, all right, if I have a question, I could always kind of not be critical of their answer, but kind of try and ask more questions based off that. Right. And especially with Robert, like I don't know how many discussions we've had where I've asked him if he could look at something, and then he he'll kind of raise a question to my like kind of general question. Yeah. And uh, it's always been really helpful as far as just, like, figuring out, okay, what's going to be the best for my – what's the best solution for my problem? Hmm. Um, 
So actually, I really do like working with coworkers, especially with Robert, just because it's not a competitive atmosphere. It's more of a helpful. It's collaborative. Yeah, and then you feel like you go, you feel like you'll walk away with like a better solution or better, I don't know, a better set of information mm-hmm. than you would have like going back to your boss per se. Yeah, and be like, hey, what you know? Let's work this out together. Like, no, don't work it out with yeah, me. Yeah, if you, if you go to your boss and it's just going to be like, we'll do it this way. Right. Yeah. If I go to a coworker, I'm like, oh, you can do it this way, or you can do it that way, and. Yeah, there, there's always a right and wrong answer for every solution. So, same for you. No, I think that uh, the primary differentiation of the things I learned from Robert versus the bosses. Bosses don't have the time to answer your questions as they happen. They're usually in meetings or they're busy. And then on top of that, there's some things you don't want to ask your boss. It's just a lot more comfortable to ask your coworker um, because you don't want to, you know, admit the fact that you don't know a lot. You know, when you first start, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. No, it's true. It's like you, you it, it's finding being resourceful, right? Exactly. Finding like who in your group is going to be a good. I didn't even know the stuff about you. Like, a, yeah. Robert's what, what a patient and creative <laughs> teacher, I'd say. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people, you'll ask them questions and they'll either get fed up or they're not willing to stop everything to help you. Robert's the only person I think that's literally never hesitated to stop everything and help somebody else on the team. I'll, I'll make an addition to that. I would say that both Robert and Brianna are, are like that. And I know Brianna's just being humble, but as someone who considers themselves to be the idiot of our department, uh, I always ask both of these two if I have a question. Like they're my go-to people. I don't consider you an idiot. Just they're all great. Well, you consider me a captain. Uh, yes, Brianna considers me an idiot, though. No. Captain idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I think we just see. That's a, that's our will be our new like comic book adventure series. <laughs> <laughs> captain idiot. Yeah. Um, Robert, your favorite innovation crush moment. Uh, when Sugar Ray Leonard uh, threatened to kick your ass for me. <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys hear the story? No. I did. I listened to the podcast. Oh, did you? Did you? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you, you, you get high on your own supply, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Well, recall the story for those of us. Who, sure. So, I mean, um, I remember, but yeah, uh, you know, Chris. I will not. I will knock Sugar Ray Leonard. Mm. Oh wait, we're we're recording the seat. We? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, no, uh, you know, we, we had Sugar and Leonard on. Um, great guy, really great guy. He said I was six foot seven. You know, when he talked to Spiritually speaking. Spiritually. I'm actually like 5'8. It's really <laughs> pathetic. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, Chris was poking fun at me, and Ray was just. As, like, as always. As always, and Ray was like, hey, I'll be Robert's bodyguard. And. Don't mess with Robert. So yeah. that, that was actually a really cool moment. Yeah, I had, I, I had to look him in his eye like, oh, oh, wait a minute. You might almost wait, kind of be serious. Wait, are you joking? You're like, no, man, you know me and him know each other, right? Um, so I, I, he did kick me under the table. Right. So, so there's a lawsuit uh, pending. <laughs> so, just get rich quick scheme. Chris is what interview as many way. celebrities as possible and just blame them for stuff. You should. Just, what do you just, idea. just a, LeBron. Just <laughs> exactly, just flop out of my chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, but um, actually, to your point of, of the question on like bosses and and coworkers, I think there's a weird thing, and I think I was talking to Colin or somebody about this, but like, you know, let's say you're out. To me personally, I don't like to kind of mix business with pleasure. You know, like there's a weird thing about like conversing with your boss kind of leisurely versus uh, you know, conversing with people on a more casual right. Uh, or professional level, sorry, um, and kind of to that point, like like what Bree said, you don't want your boss to to know certain things, you know, about you. Like if let's say you guys are out drinking, you know, having a good time, 
you don't want that to kind of that perception to kind of carry over. You know, like you want to be known as the hard worker. You don't want, really want to be known. Well, as let me that. ask you this then, and this kind of goes for everybody because here's, you know, I I was joking with Robert yesterday. I was like, oh, you're a millennial, but <laughs> I, but I do feel like there's certain personality characteristics, social things that happen that from a younger generation um, are looked at. So when you look at like social media. Right, mm-hmm. and you like if your boss sees your Instagram, or right. you know, or if you're getting ready to go to your next job, like they're you know they're talking about legislation where HR now has the right to ask you to let them see your Facebook page, right? Like, hmm. um, how do you how do you guys go about drawing that line, or do you not like do you not even consider it? Uh, I think that working in social media, we know that the line is arbitrary and it basically doesn't exist. So I think that we're a little bit different than most other professions in that we know anything and everything we do or post online, even if we delete it 10 seconds later, probably will be seen and it will come back to haunt us. So I think that our bosses... Um, I mean, I know that we're all friends on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter with all of our bosses, and most things are public for me. I mean, I just am selective of. So you're kind of shaking his head, like, nope. Yeah, there's a reason why my Instagram's private. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, do you feel? But do you feel limited by that? You know, because like, I, I think everybody goes through a phase of like, how much you want to be open, you want people to discover you and discover your life and your and the things that you post and all that stuff and be a part of the community. But at the same time, you're like. I got bills to pay. Yeah. <laughs> you, know. you know, I think probably just in the year I've been doing this job. Like, and I have seen the cocaine photo, by the way. Just, hey, uh, listen, okay. Like that was a one time <laughs> thing. You know, um, no, uh, yeah, I've been doing this, this job now for a year and I actually thought that I would increase my social media presence and like tweet more and post more on Facebook. And I gotta be honest, like I don't do, I personally don't do that stuff because I realize how far it gets out there. Like, um, you have to be really careful nowadays. Yeah. And, you know, so I try and be as, you know, cautious as possible whenever I use these platforms and not just, you know, why not, be why not to all of you be more cautious in life, right? Like if <laughs> you're supposed to live like if you get shit faced, right? And then you're like, ah, this is us in Vegas. Like is, is the, is the problem like posting it or is the problem doing it? I think it's posting it because I think there's no more privacy anymore. Um, what, yeah, you know, the previous generation and the generations before that, they were able to do things and they wouldn't come back and haunt them necessarily ten years later. Now it's hey, I was underage drinking in college and that's coming up when I interview for a job because I was eighteen years old and I had a Budweiser. Like it's right. it's stuff like that. Like I have friends who purposely do not have Facebook accounts just for those reasons. I don't blame you. It's fun, and it's funny because you never know like where the record, like where it's kept. Like even if you delete it, it still doesn't necessarily go away. It's right. yeah. it's there and it's accessible. I mean, you look at any sort of like investigation for a murder, and you're like, oh no, I deleted. No, we have all the transcripts. We still yeah. have it. <laughs> you know, it's like good luck getting a government job. <laughs> I think uh, I think it's kind of both. You know, um, on the one hand, like in terms of doing it, like actually doing the action. Like for instance, I guess for example, like. I wouldn't want to get into a like bar fight because if I get laid out, I do not want to be on World Star <laughs> Hip Hop, you know, being shared across the internet. Right. So, do, um, so you're more careful about like being in the right place at the right time. Right. I and, mean, and I think there's a, a little bit of like, you know, this generation's a little different with technology. I think, um, kind of like what Chris Dancy said, um, the world's most connected man. Uh, also, plug. guessing the show. <laughs> Colin, you need, you need to catch up. Bree is already uh, she, she at like, least one episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Deeper well. than you, but um, <laughs> out of forty-five. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, 
you know, like uh, technology is a little different. I think people interact with it a little more different than prior years. And there's things that didn't exist and things that people didn't have to worry about. Yeah. You know, now that social media is like here and here to stay. Uh, yeah, you do have to be a little more cautious. And but I think that's also why there's platforms like Snapchat or you know the, the more uh, in the now uh, yeah. platforms. So there's there's a place for everything. I think, and I think apps and mobile will continue kind of breathe breathing that out yeah so that's great because what I, I think about that too is just like um you know the, a like you talk about column where there's a dial back and people are like hey, i'm i'm getting out of here <laughs> you know or is just being careful and i think at the end of the day like there's just a lot of you're thinking about the action more which i think before social media you you know you want to do the what was it team wolf when they did the car surfing or whatever and like, yeah <laughs> you know like you wouldn't worry about it but now you do that and somebody posts a picture of it, you're, you're an idiot right uh, or you're just really awesome or you're really cool right? yeah. <laughs> i mean i think it is really just drawing more awareness um to professionalism i might be 23 but i know that my life you might be or are i you? am i okay. am 23 but i, I might be i live my life you know as if yeah. i have an established career and um, important life goals. I don't think the future CEOs of America or Applebee's getting wasted on, you know, a Monday afternoon. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just don't engage in Shout out things. to Applebee's. A, I think that's the first on or this like, show. Or like, you know, Magic Johnson, Where is there an Apple? Where are you from? Fresno, that's why. Is there an Apple? Okay, I was like... Yeah, we don't have a lot. We have like one TJ Fridays and it's like the best thing ever. <laughs> nice. It's like Applebee's. Wow. Exciting. Uh, we should give away coupons or something for, yeah. for Applebee's. No, that's 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 good. Um, so, how old are you, Colin? Or do you mind? Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. This, I actually just turned 25. So, quarter. Century. Well, you don't look a day over 21. <laughs> you, don't, you don't look a day right. over 36. Oh, that's, that's great. There's a big uh, range there in age. No. Um, so, like, it is, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I like it, but it's it's very cool that you're thinking ahead career-wise and especially, like, today's actions determine tomorrow's results. Oh. Right? That, the guy, that, right? That, 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 I just stumbled that on that one. Um, like, what what are your plans? You know, and we're, we're going to find out where you're going in a minute. But um, as far as, like, moving laterally or up or just a, a personal interest and you know where like where do you plan on going and how is this helping you get there not this show because this, this won't help up a bit <laughs> i guess i'll go first i was really fortunate my dream job was to literally do marketing for high-end brands restaurants nightclubs and resorts and right out of college and applebee's week. Not not Applebee's. <laughs> I mean, if, if they'd like to partake, I mean, I'm sure we can find a synergy there. Um, but I got my dream job right out of college. So everything post this is just an added bonus. I think that most of my goals I want to accomplish before I'm 30 because life's short. You don't know where your life's going to take you and you don't know how long you have. So make a difference now. Um, well, I kind of fell into this job, like I said previously. I've had a few different types of jobs so far. Uh, I've lived in L.A. for about two and a half years. And uh, by far this From where? Uh, originally from Santa Barbara, but I went to school up in the Bay Area. Got it. So, California boy. You've been all up and down the coast. Yeah, it's great. LA's, you know, like my fifth favorite city. So, uh, California alone. <laughs> wow, that's, that's quite a high ranking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very distinguished. Um, no, uh, yeah, I've only been doing this for about a year, and so I'm still learning a lot. But um, this is by far the favorite, my favorite profession I've been in. I really enjoy the clients I work with and my coworkers as well. So, uh, the situation's kind of fluid in our. And I guess kind of our work situation at the moment. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, I I don't really have any long term plans besides trying to figure out what I. I'm trying to get paid now. Yeah, I'm trying to get paid now. So uh, you know, if anyone from our company's listening to this, uh, my review's coming up, and I'd like to raise. Oh, you should have bought your resume, and I would have read it live on the uh, on the recording. Oh, I can go print it off. I have it all up. Oh, uh, then let's do it. Okay. I don't um, know if I'm the only one that thinks this way, but I feel like social media is going to be the next big thing for emergency situations. And I know my coworkers have to hear this all the time, but I'm like, you know, when there's a missing person out there, you could probably find them in about 10 minutes if you track back on social media. That's how they, isn't that how they found Casey Kasem? They, they tweeted at him? No, I'm just I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I think it's very likely, and I think that, like, being a CAA hacker and doing other, like, that's this lofty huh. goal, yeah. but on a more intricate and attainable level, I think that missing persons is going to be a really huge... That's actually yeah. very smart. Uh, yeah. Um, just to kind of follow up on Bree's point, two things. Uh, one of the biggest accounts I follow on Twitter is Venice 911, which is just a report, like a like a, you know, a minute update on what crimes are happening in Venice. Wow. So someone listens, really? I think, to a police scanner is like, there's a meeting going on at like Washington and Sepulveda or whatever. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm not going to go over there. Um, so that's like one kind of cool thing yeah. as far as like following up on Bree. The second thing is, is uh, you know, there was a shooting recently in Oregon, this high school shooting. Yep. And the way they were communicating with the students was through social media. So really? I, think, yeah. I didn't know that. So, um, you know, I, I think that's definitely... So what were they communicating with the students? Were they like, get out of where? I think the they were getting updates. Or? Live, yeah. yeah it was live, like, what's going on on the inside. Yeah. So. That's pretty awesome. That's, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a case for allowing more devices in schools. Yeah, I mean, it definitely... But a sad one, right? Like, it's a sad... But, but, in case of that kind of emergency, which is like gun, now we can get into gun control and all well, that stuff. But um, I bought yeah, my well, gun. You can definitely see the future, though. Um, you know, whether that's you know using Facebook or Twitter or developing an app for situations like that. Like, yeah, you know, that that's going to be end up being a really helpful tool to communicate with a mass group of people. Well, it's funny because it, I mean, you think about like the last few earthquakes that have happened, mm-hmm. and like people take to Twitter to like find out that it's the first source of news. You know both from a social and, like, a, an official uh, Venice 911 type of account. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are you doing next, Robert? Are you allowed to say? Well, yeah. Well, I kind of wanted to talk about Oh, go about ahead. That Chime in. Um, <laughs> we didn't care what you had to say about uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the future My of social opinion, media nah. and, and real life. <laughs> nah, social media, Robert's <laughs> opinion, doesn't make sense. Uh, no, but uh, to their point, you know, in terms of, like, real-life application of social media, I think there's a lot that you can do with it. Um you know, on top of finding people in like emergency situations, like the DMV should kick it up and say, because God damn it, we hate the DMV lines in California. Mm-hmm. Like anyone who's been to a California DMV will, you know. Just, <laughs> uh, no, trust me, I was just, just there. Hate it. But um, so, yeah, you know, like if there's a day when, you know, the lines may be down, maybe have the DMV like tweet it out and just say, hey, yeah, you know, there's a lot of space. Fill them up. Is there, then, is there such a day? In the, 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 but, but I get it. It's like, uh, you know, yeah, like the whole real-time exactly. customer service. You could even apply it to like, <laughs> and this is a crazy idea that I had, and I pitched it to somebody once, but it didn't really get anywhere. But, <laughs> you know, like what if, what if like the Vatican started <laughs> constituting uh, social media and there was like you could tweet your, your conf- confessions to God? Like <laughs> it might be really ridiculous, but you know, there's no, there's no. Totally, help tweets. Yeah, yes. yeah, help tweets, or you know, like yeah. there's just different applications that I think um, might be fun and people could really tap into that you know people haven't really thought of trying or testing out. Um, 
but yeah, back to your other point. No, what I, was it? <laughs> no, I was gonna say because you, you talked about Chris Dancy earlier, mm-hmm. and it's funny because that's the you know dubbed the most connected human being on earth from sensors, logs, everything. You know, um, has a Google file that's like tweets. What do you have for breakfast? What you know, just like so, his whole life is on display twenty four seven. Not only that, like devices. He said he was wearing a device that like helped his posture. And all that stuff, um, but the the amazing flip side to that was that he was like, "I'm also a Buddhist." Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was like this, this whole thing was like he uses these tools to like really better his life spiritually, not mm-hmm. just like more information and keeping exactly. up organizationally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we're, fancy. He's he's interesting. Yes. <laughs> Where are you going? Uh, so, well, okay. Uh, I guess I should probably preface. I like this that with, ring, Joffrey. Thank you, thank you. It's, it's nice. Um, I guess I should preface it with what I'm doing here now. I don't think I ever talked about that. Yeah. Well. Well, okay. So, <laughs> Innovation right. Crush is on Sideshow Network. Yes. Sideshow Network is a part of LEG, a branch of LEG Digital. I work in LEG Digital, um, and LEG is part of Levity Entertainment Group. Uh, moving past today, I will no longer be with Levity, but I will be moving on to a bank slash credit card company, hmm. and I will be doing copywriting. Oh, wow. So it's a, a bit of a shift. <laughs> okay, I guess, I guess we're going to say, breeze that clapping. But. Standing yeah. ovations from everybody. Just an ovation. Nobody's going to oh, stand. No, no standing. It's a little, no standing. It's a little much. No, but it should be fun. Um, you know kind of spanning not just digital anymore but uh you know tapping into like products and, and packaging and that's cool yeah. are you gonna get a, a like a, a black card are they gonna give you just an unlimited card so you can uh write copy about the experience hopefully balling out hopefully i would love to i could write plenty of, i'll start my own blog if they gave me a black card to use there so. you go i'd like to have my birthday party on a yacht I'm uh, just throwing that one out there. Noted. Noted. Um, when is your birthday? Anything else? August 8th. Not, he's missing his birthday. I am the resident birthday thrower. Last year we had Nutella, chocolate chip, cookie sandwiches, ice cream sandwiches what? for his birthday. She's a party planning yeah. committee. And sh- he's not going to be here. He's missing his birthday by a month. Uh, you could. You, you can could, come back. Yeah, you could send those. Are you working far from here? Uh, Pasadena? Yeah. A little bit. That's a little far. Yeah. We have to deliver the. <laughs> it's like all melted. The ice cream is like <laughs> dripping out of the box. It's okay. We have runners at the yeah. company. They'll run them over. We'll pack Aww. in dry ice. Yeah. All right. A couple I'll more questions it. for you two. Um, and pr- you probably you still fit. Uh, Maybe. No, because we, were you here when we talked to Oliver Bogner, who was the he was like in Forbes thirty under thirty. He had just turned twenty one and was on his way to so. Vegas. And is he single? <laughs> No. Oh, well, At least mind. as of as of a few months ago, he was. But I mean, you yeah. can break up anything, you know, uh, with that. What, what is, it, is this mascara or is that? Eyesh- what is that called? The gold around your eyes. Oh, that's my primer, eyeshadow primer. Primer. Yes. Optimus. Optimus <laughs> primer. Optimus <laughs> primer. Um, no, but what, I asked him this question. I said, a lot of people say your generation is. Uh, you have a sense of entitlement. Is that true? Absolutely. Absolutely not. I think that it depends on your life view. I think I think every generation does have a somewhat sense of entitlement. I feel like our generation wants everything now and thinks we deserve it now and doesn't want to work for it necessarily. Like we all graduate from college and we're all like, Why aren't we making more money? We need we deserve more money. We right. need to make so much money and it's like uh I've taught I don't know, I've spoke I've spoken to my parents about this and they're the 
like, hey, we worked at t-shirt shops when we graduated. Yeah. And, like, we busted our ass for, you know, 15 years before we started seeing, like, you know, good wages and whatever. Um, I don't I, I feel like our generation does have, like, a, a you know, a youth. Why is that? Is, 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 and you disagree, so. Vehemently. Do you? How so? <laughs> I think it depends on the person. I think that uh, our generation might be apt to work less. And work less hard because um, our parents are taking care of us longer. If you come from a situation where maybe either you didn't have a lot of money or you're just personally driven, that's not the case for you. And I look at everything. Um, I'm very thankful for everything. So then anything good that happens, it's just like that extra little like blessing. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, oh, wow. Like somebody was nice to me today. Awesome. Like. Well, I, I guess when I think about sort of that sense of immediacy, right, from social media and just like getting access to information, there's also like you – this generation is or the world at this point in time is a lot more informed than ever before so there is a sense of like oh i know about that like you know where there's a you know they talk about people like people reading wide but not deep so you like you read a you know a headline and a few lines and then you go to the next thing and you next thing you know you've read 48 articles right <laughs> but yeah but you didn't read any of them deeply you didn't go deeply into the subject so i do you Bree, feel like there's a little bit of surface that happens you know, in, in terms, I'm going to use the, a horrible phrase in millennial engagement. Um, I don't know about that. I guess I'm confused on the question, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, it's my fault. No, but just like, you know, because I, I think when you talk about, um, I don't know, like not, not, or having that sense of entitlement and having stuff that you want now and not really diving deep into a subject matter. Like when you talked about, your parents busted their ass for 15 years. You know, they're, they're for a long time, and still is, there's a talk of the 10,000-hour rule, right? Like, you put 10,000 hours into something before you're considered an expert. Right. right. Um, but if if that 10,000 hours is spent on the surface, right, are you, I, are you really an expert? I think there's a, a yes and no to that. Because on the one side, like, I think we've all been, like, maybe not tricked, like, bamboozled into sharing... You know, like fake news articles. Like, uh, I remember a long time ago, I was like, oh, today's the day that the Back to the Future thing happened. And I was kind of stoked. And then I was like, oh, it's not actually today. <laughs> didn't happen. So, you know, like there, there's some things that you kind of just lend credibility to and kind of buy into yeah. uh, without much thought. Um, and I think that that's a very real kind of issue because, you know, there's there's a lot of hoax stories. Like a lot of a lot of our clients are celebrities and we see a lot of fake celebrity death <laughs> right. you know like hoaxes and it's it's really weird to be like no I'm pretty sure my client's still alive <laughs> like, I just talked to him <laughs> right so, so I think there is like a little bit of surface like you said um, conversely I think now is also one of the times that we're most equipped to have a depth in information like if I wanted to be an expert on something I could easily google it and be, kind of become an expert in a matter of time that's way shorter than right. getting a degree you know, like, I don't have to sit through four years of college to learn about coding. I can go code, learn how to code online, you know, and, That's and true. is it really necessary to have a degree or if you're able to just kind of weigh out those same kind of product, if you're able to produce the same amount of work and quality of work that someone who has a degree does, then right. does that really matter? Well, even going back to Oliver, one of the things that was interesting about him is that he was an entrepreneur from, like, the age of ten, like he was, he said he was going around. The, I would go around the beach and collect rocks and paint them, and then go sell them to my neighbors. Right. Um, by the time he was sixteen, he convinced his parents to let him drop out of uh, out of high school mm -hmm. and finish his high school online. Mm 
which, like, you know, I graduated uh, some time ago. Um, but, but there was no online, you know, college or even high school programs, you know. So uh, do you guys both have degrees? Yeah. Absolutely. And what? Uh, business marketing. Uh, pre-law and film. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, people are going to be owing you a lot of money. And you'll yeah. be helping, <laughs> helping his uh, products. So, Robert, um, the holy grail of all. Uh, innovation to me is I could have swore you asked me this once Yeah well I didn't ask you on your last show hmm. And obviously you, you don't remember your, your answer It's a little tough um, Yeah I don't remember my last answer <laughs> I was just kind of on my toes with that one um, I would say innovation to me Is Giving Creating a solution To a need that people need solved If that makes sense Like a Solving a problem that people need solved. I think um, if you look at the products that are most prevalent in the market, like they all solve a problem. Like they're not useless products. Right. They're not like you know they they all serve a purpose. And I think um, being able to solve a problem that serves an actual purpose and helps benefit society and humanity, I think that's what true innovation is. Like this this show. This show helps people. I hope know? so. It's innovation. I hope so. Right. Um, We're spreading ideas. We are spreading ideas. We're a disease. Wait, that's no. That, oh, oh, uh, positive <laughs> podcasteria. <laughs> <laughs> Catch it on Innovation Crush. Um, do you guys have any <laughs> any final questions or thoughts for this, uh, this Mountain Dew drinking? Ouch. King Joffrey. I like that ring though. Thank I, you. I'm insulting it, but it's only because I'm jealous of it. Huh. Is it Versace? Looks like Versace. No. Versace, 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 Versace. No comment. Versace. No comment. <laughs> Going through my mind. Maybe. My, Drake. My biggest question for Drake. you is, what is your departing knowledge for us? Like, I'm not going to let you get off the hook. Of course, I'm going to be calling and texting you and bugging you 24-7 for answers. But mm-hmm. in the scheme of things, in the long run, what is your biggest piece of advice? Um, Probably just, like, do what you love and care about what you're doing. Um, I think... If you genuinely like what you're doing and enjoy what you're doing, you will put the effort to make it good. Um, you know, you, you won't half-ass something that you want to look great or something that you really care about. Like, if you were into cars, your car would probably look amazing. If you were into fashion, you'd probably be really fashionable. You'd, you know, break necks as you walk down the street. Thank you. Uh, yes, that was uh, <laughs> clearly... <laughs> you, made, you made no eye contact with me whatsoever. It was strictly over there. But yeah, um, yeah. I'll just say, do what you love, and and kind of just have a passion for it. Um, just live a good life, Bree. <laughs> yeah, I got a question for Robert. Hey, Colin. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up, man? Um, so my question is, looking back, what's your like favorite memory of working within our department over the last two years, and uh, how are you going to? I guess use that at your next job. Innovation crush. Innovation crush. <laughs> well, aside from me uh, echoing Chris on innovation crush every so often, uh, working here. Can you uh, remember anything good that happened? <laughs> I know. He's like, ooh, ooh, work here. Mm, working uh, here. Was it like good a thing. really good sandwich you got from you know? Delta Pride or something like. I mean, honestly, like I think we've done a lot of really cool things here. Like a lot of really great people have come through here. But I would say I just like working here, if that makes sense. Like, uh, 
being able to build that kind of camaraderie with with you guys, with the coworkers, and you know, seeing how we're able to kind of react when our backs are all you know up against the wall and you know shit, shit's hitting the fan, and you know we're all actually around to help each other and, and actually do things. You know, um, I would say that was probably one of the coolest things I've seen is like how we work together here. Yeah. I was going to add something to when you were talking about like loving what you do. Um, only, you know, sometimes with like when you can always find stuff wrong with your job, right? But when you talk about people and camaraderie and why you're here and like adopting uh, an attitude of service, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm here to help these individuals, uh, you know, that removes the surface of the task at hand, right? It removes the, the sort of like, oh, I hate doing these reports or I hate doing this kind of like, this is a gigantic company and you know that bit of service that you're providing is putting food on somebody's table helping to entertain someone mm-hmm. you know helping somebody to like you didn't even know like the sort of the knowledge you bestowed upon them just by being you in right. your in the moment so like being in the moment being of service and like how can i help right um mm-hmm. kind of trumps the you know oh because i think sometimes when people hear do what you love not that you said anything wrong at all but it's like, oh, I've, I've always wanted to be a tennis player. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you get, <laughs> you get to sort of, sort of dream of what, you, you know, what you've had in your head for, for a long time. But, right. um, but lo- uh, you know, doing what you love, but also loving what you do and finding a way to, to love whatever moment you're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, and kind of back to Colin's point, I was actually just thinking right now. I think one of the favorite things I've been able to do, too, is um, seeing how... how me being a, like a social media manager has affected other people because you know we have all these clients and like every once in a while we'll like run contests for them or mm-hmm. you know we'll do things and like seeing how you're able to kind of like award people with things or you know replying back or you know like doing little things for people it's really kind of gratifying because you see res- the r- real responses like a retweet could be like oh my god you made my day like I was so bummed out or like an inspirational quote might really actually affect people. Like people are like, "Man, I was down and out," and like this quote actually really helped me. Or like, you know, I had a client that passed away, and uh, after he passed away, his his social media actually blew up. You know, mm-hmm. like he wasn't that he wasn't too big. He was a big name, but he wasn't too big. But after he passed away, like, and all these like really big names started, you know, acknowledging his right. his, his life. All these, you know, all these fans came out of the woodworks, and they were like, "Oh my God, I'm so sad to hear that, you yeah. know, so and so passed away. Like, you were my favorite comedian. You you helped me through all this stuff, and it's really interesting to, to see how like we're able to affect that too. So, all right, that's all I got. Uh, oh, can I ask one more question? You can do whatever you want to do, <laughs> Captain. Do some jumping jacks, too. I, well, uh, <laughs> and happy belated birthday! I don't think everybody knows, on, at least on our show. Oh yeah, my, my yeah, I didn't all get a in. cupcake. If yeah. you would like Frank to send tank. gifts to LEG, yeah. you're more yeah, than welcome to do so. Currently accepting gifts. Uh, <laughs> uh, send them to my address, and I will. Uh, I will. You'll forward them. To yes, me. exactly. We'll get them to me somehow. Yeah. Uh, I'll test them first. <laughs> I was going to ask. Uh, you've been. Uh, you've worked with like a lot of really great, different types of clients over the last two years, mm-hmm. um, and you've done some really awesome, really successful campaigns. If there's one campaign which you're going to remember from your two years here, what is it, and why was it so effective? Hmm. I'm not sure if I've I've always kind of tried to stray away from talking about exact 
Well, you don't. Okay, stuff because of, I'm not sure about NDAs and stuff about on this. All right, so that's why I've been. Give a us the quiet. essence of but, what it is. Uh, you don't have to name like the client. Okay, I, I would like, say uh, it was. I teamed up with eBay Giving Works, and we did a, a charity auction. Um, it was for one of our bigger, biggest clients here. Um, so we actually set out to uh, just do something nice. Uh, I think it was for Mother's Day or around then, and we were just. Um, this was last year. We set up this charity auction with eBay Giving Works, you know, fleshed it all out, uh, promoted the hell out of it, and it actually sold for like $10,000. And it, it was like a, a signed item that was about, you know, it retails for like 140 125 something like that. So, you know, coming, considering the retail price and then the fact that it was pretty much just a signed doll or, you know, product. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Ooh, I'm trying to piece this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but, you know, um, yeah, it, it sold for like ten thousand dollars, and it, it went to charity. The winner was actually buying it for her mom, so it was actually really good. Hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, it, it was it was good. Yeah, I remember that. That was that was pretty exciting. So real Starbucks water and Mountain Dew. You're Starbucks water and Mountain Dew. Java chip. Wait, Shout out to one Java thing you should do when you leave is change your change your diet. You know what? I really do need to eat better. Yes. Like, I eat out every day. You should. You should he needs a that. girlfriend to cook for him. Oh. Did you, are you, wow. did you raise your hand? Or no, you no just, I'm just, oh. I will find one, though. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, I do, uh, I tell my friends this all the time. I plan to eventually take a cooking class, and I also plan to meet my future girlfriend there, because I figure we'll reach for, like, the last ingredient, and our hands are going to meet, and... He's Love been telling story. this story for like two years. Oh, so, so he it, believes it. It's, it's, it will it's true. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. Just like I'm going to meet my future wife at a farmer's market. See? I think cooking is like universal. I think it's just like that's where you're going to find true love. Cooking is the thing now. Who yeah. doesn't like it, food? Who can, who can cook? Anybody? Well, actually well, really I didn't want to be stereotypical, but I'm glad you raised your hand. I'm very domestic. I don't know, Bree. You've, <laughs> it's you've... National Sewing Machine Day, okay, guys? So. What's is your Tinder really? profile? What Do you have a... Uh, no, I don't use Tinder. Oh, okay. I do. I did it okay, okay method, but it didn't turn out so should, well for should me. Should I do some swiping right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you are. There you are again. Like, you got like eight different accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Just increase your chances. That's all. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. Um, First game. Bree, you, you've, you've tasted my cooking. Would you be able to say that I cook? Yeah, Colin surprised good at cooking. What did you make? Yeah, what did you he's make? He's made me a lot of stuff. He's made, uh, he's made, on his birthday, he made uh, a egg scramble, an omelet or something, a mid egg white. brunch. Egg white. Yeah, uh, he omelet. made... I think you brought that from Denny's. No, I swear I saw it. I, I made it in front of her. Oh, yeah. oh. we were gonna. I was yeah. taking him to brunch for his birthday, but we ran out of time, so he made me brunch, which <laughs> kind of sucks because it was his birthday. I made you brunch. That's fine. It was healthy. <laughs> I, yeah. And then uh, I don't know. That one time I went to well, your house, you made dinner. One time I was drunk. I don't chicken remember. cordon bleu. <laughs> I think it was a chicken dish. Oh, I don't eat meat. chicken parmesan. Is good, but a lot of girls. I don't know. It's kind of heavy. Yeah, you that's know, the thing. So you have to, like, the date will fall work. asleep, and then you, you, you've missed your window. Or, more importantly, the girl will feel fat. <laughs> I give my, I get my day's Red Bull. I think it's more of Bree's point. <laughs> yeah. feel fat. So. And then she will be like, oh, no, don't touch me. <laughs> I need to do, like, chicken and broccoli, something healthy. Like, there you go. Girls like that. Hold on. I want Sean so, to say something. What? I don't know. <laughs> say something. Just say, just, just say some final parting words to uh, Robert. Robert Donez Jr. Oh, well, Robert, thank you for being a part of our team and it's been a pleasure to work with you and I thank you for all your help with uh, all the various folks that we've uh, 
worked with here, including Mr. Jensen. And uh, I also wanted to say Bree is a good cook. She also made a cake for my WrestleMania party. So I just want to make sure. Cause that's, that's a, I thought you wanted to come in and step in and talk about Bree's cooking. So I could I can attest to that. But um, <laughs> And those cookies. Oh. Yeah, she makes cookies. and She made a nacho bar for WrestleMania 30 and yeah that was that was, was fabulous it was better than uh, Brie, you're a winner was, yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm calling but, it yet i'm still single guys that's okay <laughs> well, let me get back to let me get back to robert uh yeah no you're a winner you just haven't gotten the trophy yet but go ahead <laughs> no 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 i'm, I'm sorry it's just i'm, I'm just I'm, I'm jumping all over here but no robert thank you for everything and uh best of luck going down the next path that you're going to and uh hopefully we'll cross paths again man and uh thank you for bringing mr denton here Network is oh, I can't cheer for myself. Is that that's wrong, isn't it? Woo! Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, I forgot that microphone's working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, I mean, because it's you know, this is because because this is something that you're, you're doing exactly what I feel this network should be, and that's bringing diversity and value and different you know themes to this to uh, to our network as a whole. And of course, this is not you say this is not just a you know. We just don't do comedy podcasts here. We do st- do other stuff, including marketing, you know. And we've brought in some fine, fine folks to this particular show, and uh, it definitely was because of you being the uh, catalyst to doing so. So thank you. All right, all right, Robert. Thanks, Sean. I know that was that was awesome. I don't think I've ever heard Sean speak more, um, <laughs> let alone more good words. Uh, <laughs> any <laughs> any final words to Innovation Crush audience? Yeah. So, uh, Robert, what is your favorite quote? Uh, my favorite quote is <laughs> no. So I, I typically what does always ask mean people. To you? He already he, he, did he that asked one. me that, Shawnee. <laughs> <laughs> I answered it. it. It was long. It was long. It was a good answer, but um, no. Uh, I, I would say uh, thank you, Chris, for coming on board. Uh, you know, I came up with this crazy idea, asked you to host it. Um, the show would have been nothing without you. Um, you know, you have quite the Rolodex. Uh, you're very creative, very passionate, and I think a uh, very good speaker. Um, kind of funny, a little weird. I'll try. But, you know, you're, you're good. <laughs> kind of funny, a little solid. weird, yes. and somewhat smelly. <laughs> However. <laughs> no, uh, but uh, seriously, th- <clears throat> thank you for doing this. Um, wish you continued success on Innovation Crush. I hope everyone keeps listening to Chris. He's a very knowledgeable dude, um, brings on a lot of cool guests. If you haven't heard them already, we've had people from like NASA, BlackBerry, I don't know, what have you, AT&T, Ogilvy, just everybody. The list goes so, on and on. Yeah, Innovation Crush is where all the cool people hang out. So, And yeah. I'm not going to give you a verbal thank you, except for thank you. No. But I wanted this experience to be sort of a thank you in and of itself. Oh, well, so, um, So thank you. Oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll end on my favorite quote, which is... Essay quam wideri, which is Latin for, and is actually my tattoo on my chest. But um, it actually stands. I don't for, know why you, uh, you tried to, to sound be, so sexy when you talked about the tattoo on your chest. You kind of laughed at it. That's why it's the, uh, the uh, tattoo you know, on my no chest. Big, no big deal. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it means to be rather than to seem, and it's something that I truly believe. You know, I think uh, too many times people p- kind of put up a front about who they are and you know what they do, and I think. A lot of people should just be okay with who they are. You know, like, just be you. Try to contribute, and people will like you. So, do that. Keep innovating, and be good. 
All right. Well, thank you, man. Uh, seriously, for everything, uh, it's been a great almost a year of doing this with you. And, yeah, uh, man. I appreciate it. Over five hundred thousand subscribers. Five hundred sixty. Loud. Yeah. Half I know. a milli. I know. By the time people listen to this, it'll have doubled. Ooh. I'm not gonna put it out to the next year. <laughs> like, what happened? What, what happened to one dude? Chris <laughs> guy who always echoes Chris. All right, everybody. Thank you. This has been another episode of Innovation Crush. Innovation Crush. And that was the final echo from Robert Donis Jr. Uh, and I will talk to you next time. Bye. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger. I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to YouTube.com slash WaitForItComedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.